audio levels seem good. So, who wants to start? Hi, welcome to Car Bomb Podcast. Chris, <laughs> what episode is it? 388. <laughs> Nailed it. That was the most low effort infantry we've ever done in our lives. Hi, welcome to Carbon. I might be more low effort than when I said, Thank hey you guys, guys so and much then I just for coming. Uh, <laughs> and uh, today, uh, apparently, I'm your sort of host, Emily sure. Jarecki. Um, I've, also, I've also got with me guest star uh, Chris Truscott Brown. That's right. <laughs> Hello, I am Jesse Nelson. Awesome. And I'm Peter Dawson as the ombre. <laughs> oh, the man. Man? Is that what ombre is again? I believe ombre, so. Yes. yes. Man. Yeah. I just what remember. Ombre? I it's can't ombre. even remember what that's from. It was just like, it was a credit spoof, and it was like, and introducing so and so as the ombre. I was like, what a great credit. <laughs> uh, speaking of trying to get inspiration by watching a few different westerns i recently for the first time in my life uh watched the original uh django not the remake the original old one boy that was uh, not to be confused with django unchained yes yeah it's when django is still currently chained (laughs) is the the original that is boy that that Uh, it's been so long since i've seen that so i didn't catch that peter was it Franco Nero who plays Django? That I don't know, but I'm gonna look. it's I'm it it's quite a movie. <laughs> Dude drags around a coffin that has a giant minigun in it <laughs> and then kills a lot of people. Uh, Django. Yeah, what? Franco Nero. Yeah, Franco Nero. Yep. Uh, by the way, I uh, forgot to... Well, I... I didn't get a real chance to tell you in person yesterday, Chris, because plans got switched around. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, the only a listener of this podcast says hello. Uh, <laughs> okay. I've I, I, <laughs> been talking to my dad, and he's like, say hi for me. <laughs> yeah, that's weird but cool that your dad listens. <laughs> hello, Mr. Emily. That's what I refer to. <laughs> Mr. Emily. <laughs> no, Je- Jesse. You missed a perfect opportunity to say Mr. J in your best Harley Quinn voice. Oh, no, because, it, because one, that's not his last name. Secondly, um, oh, right. I like to say that I would be like, I mean, his Mr. first Emily. name starts with a J. Like, then Emily would be like, Mr. Emily is my father. <laughs> Please, Mr. I'm Emily is my father. <laughs> I'm Emily. That's right. By the way, Chris, you've, ne- you've technically not watched the original Django. You know that, right? Uh, no, what is the original then? So you know that most of the spaghetti westerns are based off of uh, Kurosawa films, right? Oh, right. Which one is that one based on? Yojimbo. Is that oh. one also based on Yojimbo? Yeah, a lot of, uh, Yojimbo basically got adapted into a bunch of different spaghetti westerns. Yeah, okay. but then... It's been a while since I watched the original Django, too. But then, like, what? I, that I, was still I, the first still Django. Dollars. Yeah, it was the first Django, but again, if you want to go into, like, the... Well, yeah, but... Because Django Unchained really isn't a remake of Django, like, at no, all. No, at way. all. Not <laughs> even remotely. So just Frank like, Nero's... 
I've seen none of them, including Unchained. So. Yeah. I yeah. recommend you, Jimbo. Your Jimbo is great. I have I like nothing Jimbo. to add to this. Some are fucking amazing. That's the, uh, yeah. the rabbit, right? Wait, what? I was what making a, a joke about Usagi, you Jimbo. <laughs> ugh, ugh. Well, you Jimbo is... I... Means bodyguard. Yes. I just... There's a comic character called Usagi Yojimbo. Mm-hmm. He's a Yeah, from the Teenage Rabbit. Mutant Ninja Turtles, right? No. They did cross over once, though. Well, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles had a bunny ally, so... Yes. Uh, Usagi Yojimbo did show up eventually in Ninja Turtles, but he was his own original comic first. Alrighty. Anyway. This is... No, no, Chris, tell us more. Let's keep, keep this train going. This was a, this was a riveting topic. Oh, Just keep oh, on. Can we talk about obscure more. stuff right now? By all God. means. You unhinged him. It's Peter yes. unhinged. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, no, because especially because apparently Emily's dad knows nothing about wrestling, but apparently he enjoys yeah. the wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My, my dad was saying, he's like, you know, I'd be the perfect podcast uh, guest because I know, like, nothing about video games or current movies or wrestling. <laughs> By all means, if you want to bring dad on sometime, I'm all in. <laughs> You hear that, Dan? Call Cabrera, and you too can join us. The random, out of context meme bits I'll send Jesse every now and again. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, my my Uh, my DM chat with Peter is a lot of uh, not me responding either, just because I'm I either watch it and too busy, but it's just a steady stream of just wrestling information slowly. I might only send once or two a week unless something really interesting happens. By the way, that's not like a, a. Condemnation yeah. or anything. I'm just saying that, like, if someone was like, "Oh, who did?" Like, someone stole my phone and looked at Discord. It's like, "Well, who does Jesse talk to?" It'd be like, "Okay, him and Chris are talking back and forth. Him and Emily are talking back and forth. <laughs> Peter is just one-sidedly exploding <laughs> wrestling upon him." <laughs> and I slip in occasional I, extra life ideas too. I you did you want to mention so tough because you're like, "Hey, I mentioned this thing." I was like, "I didn't see it because you, you'll you'll literally have a line where it's like, this happened at wrestling. I think we should do this at Extra Life. Here's a video. And I'll, like, I'll see the other two parts yeah. and I'll miss the middle section. I it's... did post an idea for what to do for the makeup stream, which we can talk about later. Yeah. yeah. Yes. We, um, we did get into kind of an interesting conversation, though, because my dad was like, you know, Peter does keep it pretty interesting as far as, uh, you know, the, the wrestling stuff goes. Uh, he's like, you know, it's just something I'm not. Yeah, he's like, it's just something that I'm not particularly into. Um, you know, I get that probably a lot of people who really like wrestling realize that it's kind of a ridiculous soap opera type, mm-hmm. you know, oh, yeah. thing, but that's what's appealing about it to them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, he was kind of joking about I watch how... a lot of anime. I love my melodramatic cheese. <laughs> right, right. Uh, and he was kind of joking. He's like, you know, I geocache, so, like... You know, I, I understand people looking at <laughs> what I do and being like, this is this is what you do with your spare time. Geocaching <laughs> like, is so great fun, wrestling though. character is a guy who's like geocached a bunch of stuff all over the ring, and he just looks, finds a chair, and then fucking hits someone with it. <laughs> I mean, bought a bulk package of uh, 25 uh, D20s to <laughs> use as uh, my geocache token. I mean, they I'm got sorry, a guy whose whole gimmick right now is... I, uh, I bought a big bag of 25 d20s because that's oh, what nice. i leave behind when i find a geocache I, have a... Global I did want now. to uh mention by the way emily mentioned something about calling cab lozzle. again <laughs> i need to make it clear the car bomb phone it's line totally cab lozzle. <laughs> is 1-833-222-1091 or 
One, eight, three. Cab waffle. There's no cab waffle. Road. Yeah, that yes. one. Obligatory address joke in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Uh, uh, so, Chris, if I ever come to Kelowna, or if you ever come to Cleveland, we will go geocaching together. Somewhere I absolutely. do have a geocaching bag. Uh, where, because I don't have a specific token that is the, like, this is my signature leave. Um, but I do tend like to... Like a serial killer. <laughs> right, yeah, like Chris. Yeah. Well, um, I've only but I dropped do... off a couple. I like the idea sure. of geocaching. I don't get out to do it as often no, as I like. I understand that. Um, but uh, I do keep like a bunch of just little dollar store items and yeah. like a couple extra pens sometimes a little extra paper if i need to like insert a log page into the geocache yeah so i so just I have like a whole bag that is the geocaching bag <laughs> i would just leave antax envelopes everywhere yeah that's, see, that's um, not geocaching that's terrorism <laughs> I didn't hear anything you guys three said. I just know there was three separate versions of Jesse. Shut up! That's dumb. Don't do that. <laughs> yes. No, no. Yeah. Mine, mine was mine would just be I leave people a note saying you're lonely, aren't you? And then I put in a random name, just to see if I can oh. nail it. I'm oh, in this. Picture. That would be. That'd be bad. <laughs> I'm in this photo and I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I've been personally attacked here. That's right. Yeah. Peter, we're not friends anymore. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, but so, back when we started this whole conversation. Yes, <laughs> That's yes. fine. Just I don't care about your friendship. <laughs> Okie dokie. Oh, I guess I can't come over to your house anymore. I didn't say that. I know. We're just not friends. That's all. Oh, I know. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, I was going to talk about obs- obscure 90s crap. Um, yeah. So... Like, wrestling actually got me thinking about this because, and the Nintendo Switch expansion pack. Because, of course, I played a lot of that during Extra Life. Yep. I was like, oh, this is stupid and overpriced. Oh, Jesse's got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you immediately were like, this is not worth it. I will spend like 12 hours of the stream. <laughs> so much time was killed just me doing that. Yeah. yeah. We uh, went through like the first 12 levels of win back. <laughs> Yeah, which uh, is more than I uh, had gone through previously because I didn't even know that was a fucking game before this. Yeah, yeah it's so weird. <laughs> well, that yeah, that Chris and I talked it. about this before too because it's like it's the one that basically invented cover shooting, but it's yeah. still not that good because it's an N sixty four game. Yeah, yeah. I was and watching you play it. It was kind of pl- painful. <laughs> yeah, well, the cutscenes are amazing too because they're okay. like really bad dubbed English. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's pretty great. Anyway, but uh, another. N64 game that I loved, which I want to see, I jokingly want to see remade. I do kind of want to, but like at the same time, probably shouldn't be an actual remake. It should just probably like take the ideas. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like, okay. Who here actually had a lot of experience with an N64? Uh, oh, decent. Some. My neighbor had one. I'd go over and play all the time, but I, I didn't have one personally. Chris, yeah, I didn't hear your I answer. Just... Uh, some. Same thing. I never had one, but my best friend had okay. one, so we would play that. And together Emily, all the time. sorry. Never had one, occasionally played it at various friends' houses. Or okay, so I'm the only one who had one. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, sorry, I would also You were that it. kid. <laughs> Not until 98, and it came out in 96, so I was. it was two years before I was cool. Yeah. Um, but what yeah, one of the ones I really one, loved. <laughs> what, a, what a brief window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but I ended up getting, um, one of the ones I, I have is uh, Hybrid Heaven. Okay. So, 
I, I've been thinking about the, how to elevator pitch this, and I realized there's a very simple way to explain it. What if the X-Files involved wrestling? And I don't mean like... I'm Googling this right now. And I don't mean like the wrestling episode of the X-Files where Rob Van Dam, oh. I believe, wrestles Kathy Griffin, because that's a weird-ass episode. Not, let's not talk about that episode. Yeah, I just want to name drop that because I know that's a thing. Like, uh, it's it's a, it's a ridiculous conspiracy thriller where the protagonist has to save the president from alien clones and then meet his girlfriend on the White House lawn under the Christmas tree in time for Christmas. Would you like to, there? By the way, I'm on Wikipedia. The the plot is two paragraphs. Yeah. Would you like me to yeah. read it? No, yeah, 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 yeah. I was gonna do it if you didn't. Oh, uh, please! I don't want to steal your thunder. Oh, okay. Well, no, no, you, you do it because otherwise it's me talking too much. But I will okay. comment. One of the other thing is the the thing that makes the game unique. Before we talk about the actual plot, is the combat system. You level up your arms and legs. <laughs> like they are the weapons you level up, and right. you can unlock new abilities, including hook punches straight punches, haymaker punches, you know, roundhouse kicks, and, most importantly, suplexes <laughs> and other wrestling moves. Jesus. Yeah, uh, because there's, like, there's guns, but they're super limited in ammo, so it's, like, it's almost entirely about hand-to-hand -hand combat. So, Jesse, please read the plot, which, by the way, doesn't cite any sources. Nope. Players assume the role of Mr. Diaz, a synthetic human hybrid created by aliens. In the game's introduction, he's, he turns on his masters when he kills a synthetic human intended to replace the president's bodyguard, Johnny Slater. Diaz finds himself in a massive underground installation created by the aliens under Manhattan. As the game progresses, it is revealed the player is actually assuming the role of Slater, who is disguised as Diaz by the Gargantuans. Huh? I need a second to <laughs> process the sentence. <laughs> yep. Also, the Gargantuans are tiny. But yeah, the Gargantuans are an alien race around three feet tall, who after being betrayed by a member of their species who awoke from hypersleep and piloted the ship to Earth, are forced to help said traitor with his genetic experiments. The aliens create clones and hybrids, uh, a genetic mix of human and Gargantuan DNA resulting in extra powerful creatures, and intends to conquer the Earth through a replacement of its leaders beginning with the United States, of course. Uh, a few Gargantuans have escaped the traitor and conduct an underground resistance in the woodwork. They find they found Johnny after he had been cloned and disguised as Diaz, who they incapacitated and kept unconscious. Johnny regains his memories, which were blocked when he, while he was disguised. The player then must travel even further down the bunker in hopes of stopping the aliens from replacing the president with a clone and by request of the Gargantuans to defeat the traitor. That was one sentence. Uh, Johnny pers Johnny's personal motive to help him stay focused is that he must make it back in time to meet his girlfriend under the Christmas tree on the White House lawn. Enemies include clones, unremarkable creations created from menial labor, agents, resemble the public uh, perception of secret service, men in black suits, mutants, experiments that result in vicious creatures, robots, humanoids, and hybrids. One hybrid created uh, to replace the Secretary of Defense, or possibly State, is Johnny's antagonist for much of the game before a final showdown wherein the alien creature explains much of the plot. The explanation of much of the plot is not featured here, so I don't know what the fuck... Well, that's probably everything that you read. Oh, yeah, and the and the alien, the evil alien, was possessed by a parasite the entire time. Of course. So he was Sephiroth. At, uh, who made that game? That was Konami. Uh, was... So that's one of the reasons it'll probably never get remade. Yeah. That One of sounds the reasons. amazing and terrible at the same time. Like, it's... Part of it is because you're stuck in the underground the entire time. It's just a long series of corridors where you Ooh. have MMA fights. Here's an interesting thing. It's one of the few N64 titles to support widescreen. Yeah. 
It also had expansion pack that didn't work right, and it was one of the few N64 RPGs, which is why it has a cult following in the first place. Hmm. That and the fact that it's got a very unique RPG system. Uh, apparently in development, uh, quote, elements of the game were inspired by the film Blade Runner. Doubt that. Much doubt. <laughs> Hard doubt. Uh, yeah, probably not. Maybe the guns, because the guns kind of look like blasters from Blade Runner. But even then, not really, because it's like N64 graphics. Really so it's mostly a series of triangles. Specific types of guns in Blade Runner. That didn't... Does oh, there's the giant revolver. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, these uh, guns oh, are like I... tiny. They kind of look like aerosol sprays. <laughs> or not aerosol sprays, like the spray bottle things. Yeah. But like without the bottle, they kind of look like those. It, it's funny that like think of those like weird games from that era that like did not make it, but they were like the earnest attempt of someone to make something, which is like to me, I always remember I had, I got this game in like the bargain bin of a Rogers video for my PlayStation, and it's called Johnny Bazooka Tone. Is anyone familiar <laughs> with this? No. That rings a bell. It, it may be in the collection of games I got for free that I've never played. Uh, yeah. It's. The name sounds familiar, but for sure I would have never played it or anything like that. Uh, like, I've probably I'll... heard of it. I'll bring up an image it. here. I'm sure you guys. Uh, share screen. There we go. So, Johnny Bazooka Tone is a game where you play a, a man who escapes from the devil or something like that and has, like, a, like a, like a gun guitar that he shoots and, oh, like... Boy. Hops around collecting music notes, and you're trying to beat the devil who you have a giant saxophone fight with. It's a very strange game. But this is something that, like, I've never found any trace of anyone else experiencing this game. I've yeah, I don't never I've heard it. of it. The, the it looks, imagery um, reminds me of the Blues Brothers video game. I was going to say it reminds me of, um, do you remember the SNES game Boogerman? Oh, absolutely. All right, I'm gonna stop the. Con- I'm gonna stop listening until you finish talking about it. I. That's all I have to say. <laughs> there was a game called Boogerman. It looks kind of like that. <laughs> well, you're safe, Peter. You're safe. It's okay. Put your ears back on. Um, that was a sign to say that you're safe. You're good. <laughs> okay, I, I wasn't sure if it was that or you were uh, laughing at something Chris said that was purposely said while I wasn't listening. No. no, no, no. This one, I think, was... Yeah, it was a SNES game. Did any of you ever play Global Gladiators? No. Rings a bell. Hang on. Okay. That's the one that I often have trouble, like... Do people... It, it was... I think it was actually at one point, like... It was developed by Virgin Games, and I it might have been given away in Happy Meal Toys at one point. Uh, yeah, it totally yeah. was. I'm seeing a, uh, I just looked it up, the logo, it's a Sega Mega Drive, apparently. Virgin Games, and in the corner there's a McDonald's logo, so... There's a giant McDonald's logo, yeah. Yeah. Um, that okay, that's why it rings a bell. Okay, yeah, I found it's, it. I don't think like, I ever played uh, it. It's it... almost like, like uh, what's it, something in Mac, the SNES game? Mick and Mac. Yep. No, yep. no, no, but uh, Joe and Mac, I think is, it reminds yeah. me of that game. Is that what it's yeah. called, Joe and Mac? Well, this is Mick and uh, Mac Global Gladiator. Oh, wow, so maybe it's a complete rip. <laughs> Basically, I think. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it was fun. It was just one of a those, weird... like, I don't remember. Yeah. A weird... Uh, I, there weren't a lot of people that I knew who also played it. So. Yeah, there's a weird SNES game. I've. It was the first game that 
I bought other than what the Mario All-Stars that came with the Super Nintendo. So the first one I bought uh, because it was dirt cheap. It was Bargain Bin. Uh, it's called Bob and it's an acronym. B-O-B. Have you guys played that? It's like a little yes right it's like a a little yellow alien robot and it's like a side scroller shooter and you find different weapons and stuff and most people i talk to don't remember this game i I do remember it yeah i have it on my perfectly legal unmodified snes mini (laughs) oh um... Oh, i have one of those too (laughs) it is also perfectly unmodified (laughs) I forgot to mention, uh, when I was talking to Joe at Extra Life, I, w- I told him I was disappointed he didn't remember Winback, but he did remember Hybrid Heaven. Of course, that man is like a like an archive <laughs> of games that no one gave a shit about. I mean, that's yeah. the most loving yeah. way possible. I was like the only person excited when Winback came out on the N64 expansion. No, Joe, Joe's the kind of person that, like, you'll casually mention some game, and you're like, oh... That is the most revolutionary game. It influenced. It, it did this and this and this and this. And you're like, why do you wow. know this? Why have you Why have you taken part of your brain, sectioned it off, and went? This will never be lost. This information will always be here, forever. Yeah. I mean, you're asking me. And I was I gonna say that's know... what we that's what we all do, just yeah. for different things. <laughs> my husband's done that with movies, and I've done that with animals. Pull my hypocrisy out, okay? Ever, <laughs> just let it go by. I don't ever address my hypocrisy ever, okay? It's super. And I hate it. Don't do it. Let's nope. not bring up any uh, DC Comics movie or property at all. No. Yeah, Smashing Sportsman. <laughs> well, okay. Just because he fought the Justice League in two issues doesn't mean that it's fine. <laughs> Whatever. No. But, uh, Emily, funny thing about uh, my perfectly legal SNES Mini. Uh, when Jesse and I... I knew that was going to happen, Jesse. You've been playing with a Gatorade lid and a thumbtack for, like, the last well, 30 I don't, minutes. I've been fidgeting. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, Jesse. I'm playing with a shotgun, Chris. <laughs> um, but Jesse has been poking a thumbtack through a Gatorade lid on camera for like literally this Guess entire he's not episode. Having a good podcast. <laughs> and uh, well, I mean, and then I just spotted him right. poking really, himself. Like, the world's attacking just, Chris, Chris, he's but, just trying to build his own babe lid. Let him leave him alone. Yes. Let it rip. Oh, I should probably get that. <laughs> Did you part the Red Sea? Um anyway, he, I think he probably just put a while needle we were, in his carpet. <laughs> while we were uh doing our let's play of metroid fusion a couple times we hit the wrong button combination and like ducked out into the sub menu that uh clearly revealed uh a less than legal uh means of playing that game and we're just like abort abort it's specifically episode seven of metroid fusion there's a point near the end where i try to skip a cutscene that we've already seen and I start mashing buttons, and then I just start screaming for about a minute straight, saying, don't look, don't look at the screen, look away, stop looking. We only have... had something to talk about, like Dwarf. Oh yeah, that'd be the perfect, perfect uh, distraction. That's still my favorite thing we did in that entire series. Which one was that? Was that Which that, one, was um... That again? Was that... That was the Ice Palace in Legend of Zelda. That's what it was. I was trying to remember, like, no, was that the same episode where, where I just kept mentioning people who were dead? Yes, only yes. Because they were dead. 
<laughs> no, no, because we you kept call, you, no. What happened is we kept name dropping people, and you kept calling out all the people that were dead. Yeah, like 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 Peter make a reference to be like, yeah, yeah, they're also dead, and then it just kept going the whole fucking episode of like, <laughs> like making Michael Jackson well, references like, yeah, he died too. Speaking, hey, at least Sinbad wasn't dead. Uh, speaking of uh, our maybe. our <laughs> let's plays, uh, Jesse has Karen Simulator yes. two come out yet? Uh, by the time this has recorded every ep- or by the time this releases every episode will be out. Yeah, all three of them. Okay, Karen Simulator two. There's a moment I don't want to spoil it because I encourage you to go watch it. This I did not expect us to enjoy this game as much as we did. There is a moment where Karen is out Karening away, and suddenly it goes from like twenty thirty up to 120 it's just like whoa (laughs) the game just takes a hard swerve into way more extreme than we thought and i haven't watched back yet but i'm really looking forward to seeing our reaction the moment this game just dials it up like crazy we're all just like okay then that was a weird game because i kept completely guessing where it's going (laughs) as jokes like i kept being like <laughs> this is gonna happen now, and then about two seconds later, yeah, that's what would fucking happen. Are you secretly one of the developers? Oh, man, I wish. I wish I was that talented. <laughs> Chris, uh, for one of your solo let's plays, Chris, I need you to play. Uh, I love you, Colonel Sun- Sanders. <laughs> okay, I can handle that. <laughs> yes. For the huh? um, pajama party one year. Nope. No, no, we, we, we did never done it. had a full boyfriend, and we did this one that Melissa found. Sorry? Hit in Love or whatever was oh, this year. Yeah, that one was amazing because it was so badly written. Um, and then, yeah, I don't remember the one that Melissa chose, the, the it was astrology like, one. Yeah, there were different um, zodiac signs personified. And oh. I remember we picked uh, mine. We did it <laughs> as like a group decision game for Extra Life one year. The, it was a wild. Yeah, it was uh, it was wild. I could do a solo of that. Yeah, it's really have... meant to be a solo one. I would yeah. highly recommend. I I think it would be some good content. Peter, I see you. This reminded me of something, and I need to describe this to you. This is gonna derail, but I you're gonna you're gonna hopefully you're gonna appreciate this. So one drunken night, we're watching we're looking on Crunchyroll for weird anime. We find this series called Miracle Train. So Miracle Train. So there's a legend of a train. Somewhere okay. in Japan. If you could find it, it can take you anywhere. Okay. But that's that's but that's not the miracle. The miracle is that it's populated only by beautiful young men. Ooh. Oh, now I'm sold indeed. <laughs> and they're all named after famous Japanese train stations. <laughs> okay. Fuck off, Japan. <laughs> yeah. Like, like... <laughs> Like and I get it. I we get watched it. an episode of ass orgy with a bunch of men on a train. But when you start being like, let's get real deep and eclectic, and let's name them after train stations that people give a shit about. Like, just, <laughs> animes constantly do this, where they're like, I want to make references to things that absolutely only apply to one fucking person on the planet, <laughs> who's like, oh my god, did anyone else not notice that they're all named after fucking train stations? I Which, feel... by the way, I would imagine are also usually named after people to begin with. Yes. Well, oh, hey, uh, let me call it up on Wikipedia. Oh, sorry, that's not the full name. It's uh, Miracle Train, Welcome to the Oedo Line. 
Okay. Oh, oh so it's all it's all about train stations on the Toei Oedo line. Hey, was this spo- sponsored by Toei? Uh, you know, it actually doesn't say. I mean, uh, here's the thing. I made that joke, but your name has one of my favorite references to that as well, which is like the train at the end that they're uh, that they're on the two couple before mm-hmm. they like split off. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember the details, but apparently those are like the only two train lines in the entirety of Tokyo that never intersect. They only run parallel to each other. Like they never once, yeah. like can you like you cannot. That's kind of a cool join detail. onto that line. Yeah. Um, so it's a reference of like their lives being entwined. But that's like a thematic, like oh, I've chosen this thing and made like a thematic thing. I've not been like I named the characters after train stations. That's like a <laughs> there was there was a game I I never I've never played, but I watched a let's play of uh, the tank dating simulator. Oh, pa- Panzer Panzer is it Panzer yeah. Love? Or no, what's it called? Yeah, Panzer Love. But the yeah. Let's Play specifically... I did tell you guys I had a, the chance to go to a maid cafe run by tank commanders, and I didn't go for it, right? You told me. I don't yeah. know if that was a podcast story, but yeah. you told right. me that. Go ahead. Uh, well, the Let's Play was actually really interesting because it was being played by a guy that, like, really knows tanks. And, like, he knew certain details about tanks, so it's like oh, this one is, like, this tank, and that's cool that they put this detail, because, like, this is that unique fact about this tank that, uh, apparently, if you're a tank nerd, there's a whole bunch of Easter eggs in that game. Is he, is he like, the guy that, like, you guys remember that video from way back when, way back when the dude that's just fucking pumped about trains? Oh, yeah. There's that one train flying <laughs> on the station, the guy's like, yeah! <laughs> oh, he is. Oh, he is, God, look at the train! He's way into trains. A foamer, if you will. No. So the character description for the Shinjuku yeah, character in Miracle Train, uh, because of course there's somebody named after the freaking Shinjuku area. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love this at the end of it. He's like, okay, he is the representation of Shinjuku Station, numbered E27. He has dusty brown hair and purple eyes and is flirtatious. He looks like a host or model and can be narcissistic, narcissistic but mature. He has three brothers. He prefers women and at one point in episode 9 even initially refused to help Keita because he is male. Despite this, he does care for his fellow train stations. That last yeah, sentence they, is the part that I love. We we all, I think, in this last two years, need to realize that we need to care for our fellow train stations. Fellow train yeah. stations, yep. Uh, title yeah. of the episode, Car Bomb Cares for Its Fellow Train Stations. Well, no. You can't say it in the episode, you son you of a bitch. Say son it. of a bitch. You fucked it. But, uh, by the way, um, <laughs> I, I was pretty happy with last week's episode title. I didn't, I didn't even I remember what it was. Because uh, I was not on it. I only listen to the ones I am on. <laughs> it was uh, Car Bomb is a rom-com. Right. Because <laughs> we talk about the character Rom, the, what is it, the Space Knight? Space Knight. Rom, Rom Space, Space Knight, Knight. yeah. 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 <laughs> When's his movie coming out? That's uh, what I was asking. <laughs> Thank you. Speaking of animes, yeah. uh, Jesse, did you ever end up watching The Wind Rises? No, I still haven't watched that one. That's, that's a really good one. Okay. I like that one a that's, lot, even though it's kind of controversial. That's actually one of controversial. my... Really? Hmm. Well, yeah, because it's about... it's Because it ties into World War II. Yeah, well, yeah. sure. Okay. I understand yeah. that. But, I don't know. It's just... Uh, it's more about his personal story, so... Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, that's one of the reasons I think it's fine. also ties into World War II. Yeah. No, no, that. but this is it, yeah. Like, that I don't, is, is I don't need to watch that movie who again. Vince uh, put the warplane for World War Two. Uh, I gotcha. Um, yeah, 
It's it's honestly, I think, one of my favorite of the Miyazaki films, and I think highly underrated. Yeah. Hey, he's like, coming out of retirement again. Oh. Uh, yeah. That doesn't that doesn't surprise me whatsoever. I don't I believe he I would, will, but I'm not sure I will believe it when he is dead. <laughs> I'll be like, and eh, he'll. Probably I don't come even back believe it when he's movie. dead. Yeah. <laughs> like he'll, he'll probably come like... back. He'll probably come back for one more at least. Or, or at the very I least, mean, they'll be like, "So when we died, we were going through his effects, and he had a fully finished movie that was never released." And we'll be like, "He fucking was, got us again." I was just gonna say, <laughs> exactly. uh, "What, like, how many songs has Prince released since he died? <laughs> he had more songs in his vault than he actually released." Yeah, we truly are the new power generation. Mm, yeah. Anyway, uh, Jesse, do you want to talk about Hawkeye? I mean, sure. <laughs> I love Pizza Dog. Pizza. Yeah, yes. I, I will say actually, the I think you guys talked about a bit last week. I don't know. I didn't listen. I was oh, on the episode. Pizza yeah, we yeah. did. I talked about the first first two episodes. I mentioned I actually quite liked how Hawkeye's presented. I, I think the characterization of pretty much every character and like their interactions have been great. Even the villains mm-hmm. so far, like especially the mom, who's totally not a villain, but played by the actress who plays a fucking great villain. That's not going to come to bite us in the ass, I'm sure, at all. <laughs> Who is it? I, I don't know what you're talking about, Norman. Um, I can remember. Is it? It's Vera. Vera from from. No, no, I was. Okay. Yeah. No, no, she like was the mom in Pete's Hotel. But she she is like, uh, she was the mom also in Godzilla: King of the Monsters. She. Yep. I guess she, I guess she plays mainly heroic in the in the Conjuring stuff, but yeah. Still, she's she's very good at playing a villain. She was also in the movie The Judge with Robert Downey Jr. and Robert Duvall, the two Roberts. Oh, there's no other Roberts. You're correct. The only you Robert. <laughs> yeah. Um, was it, with the Hawkeye, like, I will say I'm liking it. I don't want to, if you guys were talking about it, I don't want to try it on too much. But, like, the one thing that's bugging me, and this is, like, an, an MCU thing as a whole, is that they're really hinging the whole plot on something that had four minutes of screen time and expect me to give a shit about which is the Ronin thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's the it's thing. A, They're trying to expand on something. It's one fight in Endgame. And then I guess you could debate like the, the suicide competition between but him and Black Widow. Unfortunately, that part requires you to know more about like the comic book series yeah. and like, and about what, what the Ronin was and what all he did. Like they, they only briefly yeah. cover it, which I could see your argument for like, if you, are not big into the comic book series yeah. or so- have someone telling you kind of more about the backstory, then it might kind of be like, I'm sorry, why do we care about this? This was, this yeah. was like a non-thing that happened. Felt. And <laughs> so uh, we need to know. The, the thing that like I'd say, like you, you, this would, could be a good series to like explain, but even with their explanation, be like, oh yeah, Ronan killed criminals. Like that, the, even how, as they've been like detailing like his past sins, They've just been like, yeah, took out the tracksuit mafia, took out this group. They were mad. Anyways, like, it's just been a lot of, like, yada, 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 you get it. Don't worry about it. We're moving on. Yeah. Well, they are in New York. It's a great plot line of, like, like Hawkeye doesn't feel clean. Like, that's the, what I'm getting at from the vibe of this is, like, he feels like he shouldn't be looked up to. He's not a role model. He's kind of, like, you know. He's gone down it's a like dark that, path. Uh, <laughs> argument for ruby where it's like they try to make ozpin the villain except yeah, that yeah. like they keep forgetting to explain that he's done anything bad yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Crow, why is that... <laughs> <laughs> but, like, 
<laughs> what are you like your urge to be birds no i can turn back whenever i want that sounds mutually exclusive exclusive <laughs> why is my name spelled with a q <laughs> man love that video so much yeah so good but um but yeah it, 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 with hawkeye i'm enjoying it like i'm i'm i have absolutely it's probably one of my favorite mc things i've seen for a while because i love like on the street level storylines mm. and comics and this has been like this is probably the smallest MCU storyline that's yeah. still fully canon. I mean, you, like the whole Defender stuff is debatably canon or not. They're kind of playing fast and loose with that, especially yeah. with some, some rumors. But um, yeah. we'll see what happens with She-Hulk. Well, there, so there's currently three rumors, which uh, I don't think is a spoiler to mention right now. Two of them have a lot of like, you know, credence to them, and one of them not so much. Uh, the one is that Matt Murdock is going to be Peter's lawyer in yeah. Far no, From in, Home. Or, yeah. uh, no Way Home, right? Or... No Way Home, yeah. Yes. And then the other one, which makes a lot of sense, is that Fisk is going to show up in Hawkeye because uh, one of the characters is in the comics his niece, or his like adopted niece or whatever, in the crime family. And mm-hmm. again, if they're doing like, an on-the-street storyline, a Kingpin character post-snap would be a very interesting... Denofrio mm. is also just like is Kingpin. Oh, like, that, yeah. that was the best part of that show. Oh, and, and D'Onofrio's been fucking retweeting Hawkeye shit like a motherfucker. Yeah. Like, you know, in a weirdly... And it's <laughs> almost, like... It could be like when Kurt Angle was retweeting AEW stuff when he was not actually signed. He was just trying to get marketing out. Mm-hmm. It's very possible maybe, he's just... Maybe he just really likes it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah maybe he, you know, like... he's, he seems to love the role. Maybe he's just like, I want to support Marvel. Fuck it, let's do some promotion. But like... Yeah. Sure. But know, he, just... yeah. Well, sus. Well, yeah. <laughs> Don't you think um, at this point uh, Ben Affleck is a bit old for that role, though? I mean, I would love if, because of the multiverse thing, they brought in Ben Affleck as his lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's that stupid hair he had in Daredevil. Confusing. <laughs> oh. uh, if, like, if if we get Ben Affleck back, even though even though um, Charlie Cox is is a way better Murdoch, yeah. oh, by at least far. we also get the superior bullseye back which i know yeah. he's can't this shit but colin farrell Mwah, yeah, holy that was... Shit, was an amazing bullseye when he casually murdered that lady on the plane i will Just... say like matt murdoch foggy nelson karen page all cast just so wonderfully in yeah. the daredevil series yeah. like oh so good uh we were actually my husband and i were just re-watching the series and like it still was like oh Play one more episode. Play one more episode. Yeah. Like, so good. I think. I think I will say one of my favorite moments of Hawkeye though is the way they're incorporating um, the hard of hearing thing. I think that's done in a very tasteful mm. way. Especially the fucking explanation. They didn't make some grandiose moments like, "Hey, how'd you lose your hearing?" And there was a montage of like eight eight scenes from the various Avengers movies of Hawkeye just getting. It's shocking that they're not all just completely deaf. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. My favorite one in that montage though is when it's it's the last one, I think. It's when fucking Thanos blows up the Avenger compound. And so it's like a huge fucking explosion that you realize that Clint, when he wakes up, is in the fucking, like, sewers now. So he got blasted with, like, a, a fucking air raid and shot into the earth. And it's like, yeah, he might have a little bit of a hearing issue now. 
Like, I like to imagine the entire happen. last battle, he can't hear anything. The entire, like, yeah. Yeah. assemble battle, nothing. This 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 makes me think of just the Doctor Strange crash, where it's like that ridiculous crash, and he's just like, my hands! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, building comes down, building comes down on him, he gets tossed in the sewer. My ears! <laughs> my ear. He only has one hearing aid. That's all right, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Like, I'm just imagining now, it's like, horrible explosion, and, like, you know, guy walks out of it, he's like, my hands! <laughs> ah. <laughs> Whatever will I uh, do? Yeah, but no, I was gonna, I was saying, I told Chris this last week, I don't know, I wanted, I do want to hear your thoughts, I really loved the musical scene, because it was a good combination, in my opinion, of humor, because of course it's hilarious. Yeah. But I also loved how they integrated the PTSD in there. Yes, that, this has also been... A thing that I dislike on a lot of Marvel movies is the the humor is distracting sometimes. Mm. And three episodes in, the show has not had any distracting problems. Like everything feels very like serious when it needs to be and funny when not, and it's flowing in a yeah. really like, good or like. Oh, yeah, because one of my least favorite parts of Thor Ragnarok is the joke when Asgard gets destroyed. I'm just like, that did not need to be a joke. Planet explodes and it's like, <laughs> it's like <laughs> what? Yeah. Like, you know, I could get behind, so, like, it's still got one of my favorite lines, which is the piss-off ghost moment. Yeah. It's, you know, that was a nice, dramatic moment, and it's like, hey, what does this look like to people outside this conversation? No, like, piss-off ghost? The, the jokes, too, have not been, like... Marvel did something that was really popular and then leaned in too hard, which is the quip humor. It just got, mm. like, blah, blah, blah. And I feel like they've, in the last, like, between Black Widow, Shang-Chi... And Hawkeye so far, they've kind of like this last couple bit, it started to kind of like taper itself in. Yeah, and so I'm, I felt like, like Black Widow still had a ton of that, honestly, that I didn't like. Like, yeah, I mean, most of it came from but, Yelena, though. I think she delivered it in more. Yelena is a lot better at it than some other characters are. Uh, but to be fair, I also just didn't care for that movie as a whole. Yeah. Like, there were just like a lot of problems with it. So, oh, yeah, yeah, but like, no, like. Like the like one of the funny scenes I think is in the first episode, so it's not a spoiler to anyone. But it's the um, when Kate is pretending to be a waiter down, and she then the, sh- the shift manager shows up, and it's like you don't you don't even know my name. <laughs> like, the, the, yeah, like, that whole interaction is so fucking good. One of the things we were actually talking about is like she she then takes off into the back corridors, mm-hmm. and. She, like, ducks off to the side, and he comes around the corner and, and audibly says, where did she go? Meanwhile, there's another person coming, like, in the other direction who was there when she ducked behind. And we were like, why didn't that person sell her out? Do you know why? Because they were a backgrounder, and if they speak, they get upgraded to actor, and the ADs would have yelled at them otherwise. <laughs> I, I'm sure that's absolutely true, but there is a part of me that's like, uh, you know, if you are present in that space, you do not want uh, anyone who seems like they are being asked not to leave that space to leave because yeah. you are uh, in a black market. It is in everyone's best interest that that does not get out. So, yeah. Well, and beyond that, it's like if, if I see um, a girl running panicked ducks into a corner and a guy go where did she go i go you know what i'm gonna be neutral here 
don't yes, know the situation. I want to wait and see I'm what gonna, I'm going to not out. let him catch her. I'm not going to help her get away. I'm simply going to just fucking exist in my just life. Just pretend like I have heard yeah. nothing and seen yeah. nothing. Just move <laughs> I, on. I, I, only, especially in a black market deal, only ends badly for me. Yeah, I, just yeah, keep I just, out of it. I can see... I, I just feel like I can see also, though, where it's just like... Like, you don't want any shady... Like, extra shady stuff going yeah. on. And where you might be quick to be like... Oh, like, if this person's gonna, like, spill some beans or something like that, like... She went that way. <laughs> or just quietly cool be like... The, um, right. Uh, I have never pronounced his last name right. Alex Pavnovic. Um, he's like the he's like the lead uh, tracksuit mafia guy, once you get to that. Um, but, like, I met him at K, uh, Clona Fan Expo, and he's done a couple of films that I and some other people worked on, so it's cool Ponovic. seeing... Ponovic, yeah. Um, it's cool seeing him, like, in a... Like, he's he's been... Uh, very good working like a very pro you know well working actor but like something that's like a all eyes premiere type thing on him is it's, it's cool to see that mm. oh sweet he was in mutant x <laughs> I the first mcu production <laughs> as everyone knows yeah uh um is em hold on is emily even aware of mutant x because i think that was a canadian broadcast show oh yeah i don't think so I uh, did a sweet theme song. I don't remember the theme song. It's like it's it's kind of a Marvel show, but not. It's like, it's like an like... X Men show with no licensed characters at all. It's probably the best way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, like it was. It's like the X Men. It you was order totally on not <laughs> Professor X recruiting. <laughs> X-Men ordered on Wish. Yeah. <laughs> that are suspiciously... Yeah, exactly. He's like, Mom, can we get X-Men? We, we we have X-Men at home. We, we have X-Men at, at home. The X-Men yeah. at home. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, three seasons. Because there was two with John Shee, and then the third one, he got written out, and one character got killed. So they brought in What's-Her-Nuts to play, like, weird other not-quite-psychic woman. I like... think she was telekinetic or something. No, she had light powers. But they were, like, superhero versions, yeah, right? They, they were, were not... Were... Okay. They were they powers. Well, well, no, like, no, no. I'm, I'm asking though that they had useless, uh, useful superpowers. Yeah. Okay. Oh, 100. Uh, because no, like probably the most useless was the animal person. Yeah. Oh, the it's, feline. Uh, what was it? It's because uh, they do. You know, not only on a serious level, not only do they uh, is that an actual storyline, of course, uh, like all the mutants that don't have like useful yeah. superpowers yeah but uh you know i i uh have a special place in my heart for those mutants because uh i am one <laughs> yeah, i have right. a i have a genetic condition that gives me cool party tricks that don't help save the world <laughs> yep i was just talking like, like you know it. as this and they hurt <laughs> as this comes up quite frequently Please in conversations uh talking about uh I think I was talking about, uh, I brought up on the podcast, Justin Bieber's Tim Biebs. There's ads going yes. out on TV now for those, and I was just getting annoyed by Silent it. Silent brand. And, uh, <laughs> and just deciding, yeah, this is why it's a good thing I don't have superpowers. And then we were laughing, and I was like, 
I'm not even going to pretend. I would just straight up be a supervillain, and I can't even, I can't even pretend otherwise. If I had powers, you, you, you would be a henchman. If I was the only one with powers, I'd be the supervillain. Depends <laughs> on the power. Yeah. You need a guy in the chair. You need a kingpin sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I. Uh... Which I mean, we can just get Peter to shave his head again, and it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Peter and I are currently on day one of our ill-fated uh, beard contest. The December to disheveler. Yes. Uh, we're both going to try to grow the best beard over the month of December. Both of us are going to fail because we both suck at facial hair. I mean, yeah. I'm doing that too, so I'll probably lose <laughs> Jesse over here with the most facial hair. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I um the full <laughs> I made a joke with uh with a friend of ours uh Rob who just unbelievable like he catch me in about a couple weeks and I'll probably be huh? as scruffy as he is at the end of a work day if he shaved that morning like the man is ridiculous so I was joking on Facebook uh that he should join our contest, but we get a 25-day head start, so he has to shave on Christmas, and then we compare on New Year's Eve. And I was like, spoiler, Rob still wins. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Man has five minutes later, Shadow. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Jesus. I'm not joking. Uh, he should shave, and the, the Shadow's there. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a few minutes left. Did anyone have anything else you want to talk about? I would like to talk about the top one on the list because that has persisted on the topic list for like a couple months i think at least Even it feels like that probably not as like relevant news in the sense of uh it being as current as when it went on there um i did think it was important not to get rid of it there are ones that obviously i'll just say eh time has passed you know mm-hmm. missed the mark uh but uh for those of you who are not aware of what's first of all do you guys know what hela cells are i do not okay so hela cells are cells that are propagated in the lab for use um in testing and and things like that and they are called hela cells uh capital h-e capital l-a because they um originated from a woman named Henrietta Lacks. And Henrietta Lacks, uh, the cells actually came from a culture that was taking of her cervical uh, cancer cells. Um, And it was the first cells that they were able to um, successfully uh, not only keep alive in a lab, but they were able to, like, they proliferate, proliferated so well um, that, in fact, I mean, HeLa cells are still used very frequently today. It's a huge major strain. Um, and part of the thing, though, is that Henrietta Lacks was not uh, aware that these cells were being used. Uh, she was a um, poor, uneducated black woman. Um, who, you know, these cells were cultured without her knowledge uh, and revolutionized medicine. Goodbye, Peter. Welcome back, Peter. 
Uh, (laughs) Right. (laughs) They revolutionized medicine and, uh, you know, have made various labs and pharmaceutical companies and all sorts of things. I'm sure millions, maybe billions of dollars. Yeah. Countless amounts of, of, of money. Um, and so, uh, Henrietta Lacks's family, her surviving family, uh, successfully sued biotech over the use of HeLa cells, finally. Well, um, yeah. <laughs> which, when was it taken? Like, how long ago was that? Uh, let me, you know what, I'm going to pull this up here. Also, Just did they uh, get retroactively named HeLa cells, or were they always called that? Like, they named them after her right from the start like, I, th- I think they named it from her so Jesus. it's like yeah from we're gonna beginning. steal your cells and your name uh uh the Here's cells nothing. were taken in 1951 it oh, sounds like boy yeah that's uh... yeah no this is why it's i've like i had heard about this before the yeah. like there's actually a really good book on it and i'll see if i can um I'll see if I can find exactly what the name of the book was, because it was very interesting. Um, it actually was written by someone who tried to track down the family and discuss it with them. Um, yeah. And some of the family members, you know, a lot of the family members, when she talked to them, were still very much living in poverty and and didn't know a whole lot about what the cells were being used for and stuff like that. Like, they they were vaguely aware of it, but... You know, it was just kind of a, a really sad situation. Um, an exploitation. <laughs> right, Sucks. exactly. Um, and so among them, I think, also getting a sum of money and stuff like that, I think they also have some say in future use of HeLa cells within research and stuff like that. I think they basically said, we want you to ask our permission yeah. before they are used, like, which I thought was... If whatever parts of your body were used we're without alive. your knowledge or permission in experiments you completely disagree with, like doesn't matter what it is, but could you imagine your right. body being used for something you're very against, or like, even or even ones that you are for, but just yeah. you know, but like it was used it. without your consent, right? Yeah. Um, you know, because it it has, I mean, it's resulted in like revolutionary like treatments and cures and diagnostics and you know that's all good but still right but she deserves to know she deserves to you know get money for that they deserve so much um and uh yeah so it's it was really interesting to see that uh that finally came to fruition there was actually a court case um and they won that was um let me see if i can find what the book was uh the immortal life of henrietta Lacks was the name of the book um and it was it was really it was a good story obviously it was a little bit of a sad story um yeah. say they, they yeah. both cover her life and you know this they talk about the cells they talk about the interviews with the family members so 
So uh, the actual but it is victory was not within her lifetime, right? Like Correct. the family. Has, uh, yeah, so she never really even got to know how much good she did, which is so shitty. Yeah, I don't I don't think she did. She died she died October 4th of 1951. So Yeah. The the same year i believe they they collected those cells so hmm. um and i'm pretty sure she did uh i'm pretty sure she died of her cancer as well so yeah um but yeah so it was kind of nice to know that something had actually been done because i remember when i was reading that book thinking wow these people are just never going to get any sort of you know justice or closure or anything for what was done and i really hope that uh that they are now because yeah. uh you know i i didn't think that would ever happen and i'm i'm glad to hear that i might have been wrong about that yeah so that's um, good they're finally I, uh I, a bit too late but they're finally uh, right yeah getting something i can't help but wonder if that book could have and you know and her interviews with the family and stuff if that could have contributed to it yeah very likely to like having talked about it and and dredged it up and having all that research like kind of yeah but did you say the family wasn't even really aware of the whole situation until they were interviewed right so that probably got yeah it sounds like they probably knew a little bit but didn't have a lot of resources didn't know a ton about it and also um uh you know might not have known the full extent about it uh and so and i'm sure also just part of that could be also you know pressure from other people who have read the book people who have read the book and offered help or support through the process to the family like you know there are a lot of ways that that book could have potentially influenced that change yeah like uh uh, one poor family against biotech like they're gonna get destroyed without support so the book spreading awareness was huge i'm sure yeah absolutely um but yeah so that's that's really the story um of uh of that and uh yeah i was just glad to hear that i thought that was something important to share yeah that's pretty awesome that's fair uh we might have time for one more uh they're both yours peter i I actually i do have to jump off actually okay well actually we can just wrap it up there then actually a story like that i don't really want to you're right if i'm not here there is no podcast. We should just end it. Well, time. I just want to go to bed. I'm well, tired. That's what I understood from that. I'm going to just live on that high. Yeah. Yep. All right. Don't, don't forget to cut out the address thing. Oh, yeah. Right, cool. I, I, I think uh... theme song. Lipstick, trash bag, shatterproof glass, tailpipe tread like grease and chrome. Front bumper, universal bearing, aerial brake shoe, shock absorber. As I say, next week we can talk about Triple H fucking a corpse. Neat.